0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Ethan Lowe story. I said at the start, he's tough, reliable and resilient. Over the next 20 minutes or so, that becomes perfectly clear the story continues. What do you take out of State of Origin? When, you, when you're old and grey, yeah. what's going to be that memory? Um, I guess just being able to,
1: you know, say that I was, put my name up there with the other legends that have played State of Origin. It um, has a pretty, pretty small crew, like, what, Queensland only have, what, probably 200 and, Two, seven or eight, two, down. seven or eight, yeah. Um, you know, it's been going what for like 40 years, yep. So it's an know, elite crew, mate. exactly. So I've you know, been able to say that you know, I'm one of those yeah, 200 nod odd
0: in 40 years. Like, that's that's a pretty good, pretty good stats there. Like, your family's got a history in rugby league. You mentioned your grandfather earlier. What did it mean to your family for you to represent Queensland? Um, yeah, I think it was, it was pretty
1: special for them. Um, mm. The amount of travel and stuff they've done for me in my life, especially from, you know, gun to windy every second mm-hmm. week you're travelling two hours each way to play a game of footy. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's four hours every weekend That plus a game. So that's almost a day every weekend yep. that my family or mum or dad or whoever's driving me somewhere mm-hmm. to, you know, they've probably lost a lot of time over their lives – Rounded me around all different things, even my brothers and brother and sister. You know them; they've obviously given up time as well, like being Mm. stuck on going away to rep carnivals and all this other stuff. You know, instead of having actual holidays, going going to some random town in Queensland to go to a rep carnival or something. Um, Yeah, so obviously, I think for them was was pretty special as well. Mm. Um, And I think more they were just
0: happy and proud of what I was able to do, what I've always wanted to do, I guess. So, yeah. As they should be. Less than 12 months later, things turn sour. First things first, your health, your body movement, your recovery. How are you feeling as we sit here in 2021?
1: Yeah, um, you know, pretty good. I can still get through all my day-to-day stuff. You know, um, I'm not struggling really doing anything like that day-to-day requirements stuff like that. Mm. Um, Got a bit of weakness and stuff like that on one side of my body. But other than that, um, yeah, I can't complain. I'm, I'm still up and moving around. I can still I can still go for a run and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it's not
0: it's not the worst thing in the world. The neck. I'm going to say it was 2016, the year after the Premiership win with the Cowboys when yeah. you had your first problem. What happened? What do you recall?
1: Um, yeah, it just... Um, So I ruptured a disc in my neck that year. Um, It was against – would have been our second last game of the year, I think, Mm. Um, in the first or second week of the finals against Melbourne. Um, I don't even really remember anything from the tackle. It wasn't like – I didn't feel like I got jammed up or anything like that. I just sort of got up and I remember just having um, sort of pins and needles just go sort of all through my body. Um, I didn't really – I thought I just got like, you know, sort of like a burner, but like it sort of happened mm. everywhere. And then within 20 or 30 seconds, the pins and needles left my, like the rest of my body and were just in my hands after that. And um, yeah, played out the game and then sort of woke up the next morning, thought I'd be all right. Woke up the next morning, I still had the like numbness and stuff in my hands and had a chat to the physio and doc and got a scan and realized I had a yeah ruptured
0: disc in, in my neck. Do you look back on that? And the fact that you continued playing and amazed yourself—it could have been so much worse. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, obviously, I probably should have said something during the game. To be honest, <laughs> that's the first thing the physio and, and doc said. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know. Like, I didn't really know what had happened. So, um, yeah. Um, and then after getting the scans and all that other stuff, and speaking to the specialist and that, they're like, yeah, it was, turns out it could have been pretty pretty dangerous. So. Um, yeah, definitely, obviously, I feel, and feel a bit lucky that I was able to get through it without anything else
0: major happening, I guess. Um, yeah. Run us through the timeline back then and what you went through because next surgery, the rehab, but the potential complications are, are pretty unique.
1: Yeah. So I um, opted to have the uh, the most minimal surgery, I guess. Yep. Um, had, it, had the disc shaved down. Um, It basically was about two or three months of basically lying on the couch, like not being able to really do anything to let the disc sort of repair itself and stuff like that. Um, So it was pretty much, yeah, two or three months of not being able to do much movement Mm. at all. Um, And then obviously because I've had so much time off, just building up strength and stuff again after that was – was pretty tough, um, so it was basically a lot of a lot of gym trying to you know get that strength back, not just in my neck, but also like you know upper body and lower body as well.
0: Did you genuinely think about your future and what could have gone wrong, or are you more focused on this is what I need to do for rehab?
1: Um, yeah, I think being a bit younger at the time, I was more just worried about getting back on the field yeah. and doing whatever I could to get back on the field. I wasn't really thinking
0: you know, too far past, you know, getting to round one and going yep. from there. In between that surgery and 2020, you played 78 games and an origin. Were you physically limited in any way or were you actually, do you consider it physically at your best?
1: Um, I wouldn't say my best best. I think Um, I never really regained the As strength, as much strength that I did, I had before the surgery. Um, Especially upper body, um, I just felt like I was always a fair bit weaker upper body after the surgery. Um, Yeah, like I'd I'd spend, I'd be doing three or four weeks, three or four days a week in preseason stuff on upper body, trying to get stronger, and I just didn't really feel like I ever got back to where I was.
0: Mentally, how did you cope with playing the collisions the tackles would the mind still allow the body to rip in
1: um I think the first the first probably month or eight weeks after after surgery of games was probably i'd probably had a few demons in my head with stuff yep. like that um yeah I remember I think it was around uh three or four three or four weeks in I end up um Getting a burner, and I sort of it had all come back, and I was mm. like freaked out a little bit. But we went back to the specialist, and got an MRI, and he said, "No, it's all sweet." So I think that probably helped a fair bit after getting, you know, getting the burner in my arms and stuff, and then going back to him and saying, "No, it's it's all good." Um, that probably helped mentally. Mm. I think I probably was struggling a little bit till then, but once I realised that, you know, it was it's going to be all right.
0: From there, I was I was probably a lot better about it you mentioned you thought you were potentially physically weaker and and yeah there were mental demons that maybe prohibited you a little bit i'm going to say you played better footy after that neck surgery than you were before the neck surgery would you agree
1: um yeah i'd say i played a bit bit different after um yeah. i wouldn't say i was uh, i was better i think i was a bit more just run hard, tackle hard before the surgery and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then after surgery, I sort of tried to be a bit smarter about about it all. Um, yeah.
0: It's amazing how resilient we are and how how much we can change if we have to.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Any elite athlete will tell you it takes more than just being physically fit to be at your best. And our friends at Galaxy Finance can have you at the top of your financial game. From home loans to investments and self-managed super funds, they provide complete solutions. Call Galaxy Finance on 1300 917740 and mention you heard it on Andy Raymond Unfiltered to get an obligation-free chat to see how Galaxy Finance can assist you. Round 10, 2020, a tackle for most against Newcastle that went unnoticed, obviously not by you. What do you recall of that tackle?
1: Yeah, it was. uh, It was. uh, It was a bit um, innocuous, sort of thing, I guess. Mm. Um, Yeah, I was just carrying off my own line, and um, I was trying to get down and get to play the ball and end up sort of. Getting in an awkward position and um, getting someone put a bit of weight on the back of my neck and I could just feel the same thing that happened the first time, Um, just sort of numbness go through my whole body and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I sort of figured straight away I sort of knew what was
0: going on. You did know straight away. Yeah,
1: I tried to get through a bit of footy after that to just, like, see how it was. was, But, um, yeah, I was just – I didn't feel right. Yeah.
0: What goes through your mind when you get back to the dressing room? Did you know?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I pretty much knew. I spoke to um Doc and physio and organised MRI and just said, "Look, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what it is." But yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, mentally, I was you know down after that because I sort of knew straight away. But um, you know, I was still holding out hope that it wasn't going to be too bad. Um. And, yeah, went and got MRI the next day and then end up getting a
0: call off the specialist saying, mate, this is pretty bad. We're going to get into surgery. You didn't actually get to the meeting with the specialist. They rang you and yeah. said, hey, yeah, mate, so, come
1: in. Pretty much, yeah.
0: Um, So we'd booked, we booked – I had the scan
1: on the – I think it was Sunday we had a scan. I had a specialist because we were going to get a few opinions and stuff and go from there. Yep. And um, I had a – meeting with one of the specialists on the Tuesday and it got to Sunday night and he said, mate, come in tomorrow. He goes, it's pretty bad, come in tomorrow pretty much. Um. So then, yeah, we were in um, first thing in the morning, 7.30, whatever it was, to see him and then was in for surgery that afternoon.
0: Had you made your mind up about your footballing future by this stage or were you waiting to see how um, the surgery went?
1: I was waiting to see how the surgery went. Um. Obviously, I was thinking... You know, it could be it, but I was I guess holding out a bit of hope that um that it wouldn't be too bad and that, but I guess sort of once he called me in and said, mm. mate, you have to get in the surgery straight away, I wasn't too positive about it all. But um yeah, I was still holding out a little bit of hope, but yeah, I just I just didn't really wanna to, wanna to think about that yet. But yeah. yeah, I was just sort of trying to get through the surgery and make sure that's sweet and then worry about what happens after that.
0: What about those around your loved ones? How tough was it on them?
1: Yeah, very tough. Um, Obviously, Mrs was trying to keep upbeat and still be be happy about everything, but she was obviously stressed because I'm going to have surgery again. So she wasn't obviously – she was obviously worried. Um, Mm. During COVID too, so um, that was tough. Yeah. Um, As soon as I found out I had surgery, mum and dad drove down from Gundy to help help out once i got out of hospital yep um but then they got down there and literally they said they shut the borders. so then they had to leave like basically a day into it oh um so they were there for for a day they were there for i had to spend two days in hospital so they got there the day i had the surgery and they had two days at home because they're only at that time they had one visitor in hospital as well yeah so they couldn't even come to the hospital to see me um and then i got out of hospital i had a day with them at home and then they had to leave because i was shutting the borders so your timing's not great mate exactly so it was it was tough um
0: yeah they were trying to i guess more keep positive for me rather than anything else we'll talk about your timing or your poor timing and COVID a little bit later we'll keep going with the injury were there fears for just general day-to-day living ethan or was it you were solely focused on on football with the confidence that you'd be okay day to day.
1: Yeah, um, speaking with specialist stuff, he was fairly confident. Um, I'd be fine day to day, stuff like that. Yep. Um, so he was he was pretty happy with everything. Um, yeah, it was just more the the physicalness and the contact and stuff like that of rugby league that he that obviously I wasn't in the end I wasn't cleared to to play. So. Um, I've actually been told no contact sport of any
0: kind at all. So, The specialist yeah. make your decision for you?
1: Um, yeah, pretty much. So he'd sort of said, look, it's not a good idea. You just can't. Uh, well, well, the first one, one that did the surgery said, look, I don't recommend it. Yep. And I said, yeah, sweet. I said, well, mate, you're the you're the boss. You're the one that knows this stuff. So obviously um, I went with his opinion and we applied for the medical retirement. And then NRL sent me to another specialist, and he just said, "Mate, you know I wouldn't even clear you anyway." So it sort of took my, the choice out of my hands, anyway. So yeah, was that hard to hear? Um, yeah, obviously at the time I was 29. No one wants to play stop playing footy at 29. Yep. Um, you know, so yeah, it was definitely definitely tough. Uh, something I'm still, I guess, struggling with every now and then. Um being told you have to stop rather than
0: wanting yeah. to stop um yeah so it's just one of those things that yeah you've just missed your first pre-season i'd imagine no one misses pre-season all that much how do you think you'll go when the games actually start um yeah i wouldn't have, i didn't miss so much pre-season i guess i
1: just missed being around yep. being around the club and being around all the the boys and stuff like mm. that like you know that's that's the main part about footy that I loved was being yeah. able to hang out with your mates every day, pretty much, and mess around with them. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit tough. Obviously, um, I guess it'll take take time to, yeah. to deal with. But yeah, it's just one of those things I'm going to have to deal with.
0: When the Cowboys play the Rabbitohs, because you played with both, who do you cheer? Oh, I'm still working the Rabbitohs. So I'm going to have to say them. <laughs> <laughs> Go into Golden Point. <laughs> um, when you look back at your your career, mate, what are you most proud of? Um, I guess just working hard and not not
1: giving up. Um, yep. I guess there was times where I probably could have said, you know what, I've had enough. Um, you know, coming, I guess the high, especially for me, I guess the high of playing junior kangaroos and then. The next day, not having a club to go to um, it was pretty tough. Um, yeah, so I guess just the fact that, you know, I, I just kept working hard and, and didn't give up on, on my dream and was able mm. to get what I wanted, I guess.
0: Have you got any regrets? If you look back, would you change anything?
1: Uh, no, not really. I don't think so. Um, you know, I was able to do a fair bit of rugby league and so I don't really really feel like there's much to change. Um, you know, I was able to play you know, I won a, a comp with Q in Q Cup with Cairns next year, won a comp, play another grand final. Um, was able to play Origin. Um so yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty content
0: with, with everything I've done. A great ride. Now back to your timing. <laughs> and COVID. Twice you've had to cancel the wedding. Yeah,
1: third time lucky, hopefully. Um I don't know. But I'm, not say, I'm not gonna don't want to jinx it with COVID again, but yeah, so um obviously we had our wedding booked for October last year. Um for I think it was like two weeks after Grand or week after grand final we'd booked it. And then um COVID happened and they moved the f- season backwards or uh, longer. Mm. So we had to change it for that and then we booked it to end of January and um down in sydney and next minute sydney's in lockdown um so we end up saying screw it getting out of getting out of sydney don't <laughs> have anything to do with it
0: um so yeah um so april now there's a, is a plan at least 143 games for north queensland and south sydney premiership and origin accolades You always carried yourself with great dignity and you're a really respected man in rugby league circles. It's been a pleasure again, Ethan Lowe. You, sir, are a legend. This episode was presented by our wonderful sponsors, Griffin Air Conditioning and Galaxy Finance. Their company details are on our website, anniraymondunfiltered.com.au. Be sure to check them out and support those that support us. The Legends Series—it's a deep dive, not only into the athlete but the man behind. Celebrating successes, dealing with failures, and turning obstacles into challenges. It drops at the start of the week. Late in the week, the weekly Wage is released on any one episode. Here, up to a dozen of the game's best, both former and current. We talk footy and have a laugh as well. Segments, specials, and special guests. It's the perfect way to kick off your footy weekend. Saturday is the blast, looking back at a career or a moment in time through the eyes of the athlete involved. It's a short listen and brilliant. Then on Sundays, one-on-one. Not a footballer in sight as we chat with boxers, mixed martial artists and professional wrestlers, both past and present. The list of names featured, it reads like a who's who. Make sure you're following us on our social media pages at The Andy Raymond. We're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Andy Raymond Unfiltered. It's a podcast like no other. It's unfiltered.